Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are here with a club update speaking with Richard Burns, who you can find on Twitter at Richard the Burns, and he also writes and appears on the Blue Moon podcast and site, I suppose. Um, obviously, we're talking about Manchester City. Uh, Richard, very pleased to have you on. Uh, up first, the name on all of the lips of everyone that plays fantasy right now is Benjamin Mendy, but they aren't the only ones that noticed the hot start that he's had, both tracking back and obviously the creativity he's provided going forward at the moment. How crucial could he be, uh, obviously, since you missed him last year? How how impactful can he be this year? Oh, hugely, hugely. He's... Um... He's a fantastic player. He offers he offers so much, and he is like I know I know it's always a cliche when somebody comes back from injury. <laughs> I think it, it applies to him maybe more than it ever applies to anyone. He is, to all intents and purposes, a new signing. I think he made was it five appearances last season, and he was out. You know, he was out of action just as. City were really getting into the swing of things. He was injured before we had the win at Stamford Bridge that really made people sit up and take notice of um, of just how good we were last year. Um, he missed a, a huge chunk of football, but not only with it, he missed all that time training with the squad in any meaningful way and and then being able to put the, the learning, the style that Guardiola has imposed on City, um, which is fairly unique in, in Premier League history, um, Mendy's missed out on on being able to apply that for so long that we still have to remember that he's realistically still in that learning period, learning this the way this team plays, learning the way the Premier League works, and just just the subtle differences like the the things that you're more likely to get off referees and and um, you know whether it's softer or more physical or whatever than the, the French league that he's been used to. All those things that new players have to adapt to, he's had a year less than he, um, a year taken away from him. So some of his performances so far this season have, well, they've all been eye-catching. Um, at Arsenal, he seemed to play every position apart from goalkeeper. Um, he, he was the way he was moving through the pitch was phenomenal, and he got himself two assists. Um, the Huddersfield game at home, he was. Although for me, David Silva was the man of the match in that game. Mendy was a, a very sort of close run second with him. Uh, he was extremely eye-catching getting down the wing. And then I think the Wolves game, I would have some questions about him defensively. But that is with that caveat that he's still, um, he's still really learning the team in the league. So, for example, in that game, once Wolves brought Adama Traore on, 
Uh, I thought he, he had Mendy all ends up about four or five times in the, what was he on, 10, 15 minutes, if that. Um, mm. And, or maybe maybe four or five is an exaggeration, maybe uh, maybe two or three times where he, he got past him with relative ease and, you know, he's a, he's a good player. Um, so, if anything, from a City fan point of view, that's almost more exciting because he's he's adding so much for the team and yet there's clearly still some improvement from him, um, particularly in, uh, I would say, in the defensive positions, um, which is going to be really, really important. Um, but part of the reason that he's like a new sign-in as well is because I think what Pep probably wanted to do last year was in, in having Mendy out wide, it allows him to do something different with how we then play through the middle as well, because Mendy stretches play so much and offers such a huge, um, a huge option in, in how quickly he can move up the pitch, how devastating he can be with his crossing, that he naturally attracts attention, which is going to give us more space inside. It allows us to use Leroy Sané differently, because obviously he plays uh, out wide on the left himself, but it allows us to tuck him inside a bit more. It gives far more options with what we do with Bernardo, David Silva, um, De Bruyne when he's back fit, Mares, uh, Sterling who can play through the centre. It's just M- Mendy changes everything in those positions. He he really makes a difference in whether we play with a back three or back four. He's he's obviously capable of doing both of those things either as a um, left wing back or just an attacking full back. Um, he's a quite extraordinary player, I think. In in how well-rounded he is, um, because I know you know modern fullbacks do tend to be uh, quite attack-minded anyway. But I think he pushes that to another level, and his his crossing ability is absolutely unbelievable. Um, you, I would imagine he'll be fairly high up the assist charts by the end of the season. Yeah, you mentioned De Bruyne there. Obviously, this isn't new news uh, to people since it was a few weeks back. Um, but his injury, obviously is a blow um whether or not it'll have an impact on whether or not you finish as champions obviously remains to be seen um but how have you replaced him tactically and what was the fan reaction to to losing such a key player well for on, on the fan reaction first i mean obviously everybody was uh was really really disappointed by it and um yeah we're in gutted really because i imagine fans of other clubs probably look at something like that and think well Boo hoo! Look at look at all the attacking options you've got. Look, look at your midfields. Look how look at your squad depth. It's only one player. You've still got enough talent to win the league, and of course, all of that's true. But to that point, I would say, find me a team in any sport where you can remove the best player and that team not notice it, just because around him he's got extremely talented players doesn't mean that his impact, uh, his loss won't make an impact or won't be felt. Um, tactically, it's... See, I, I actually find that a little bit hard to answer at the moment because I think we'll really notice that... This might sound a bit odd. I think we'll notice the tactical difference more once Leroy Sané is back in the squad, because we'll be able to see what Pep is doing with him. At the moment, things are sort of working in a very similar way, just with different personnel. So Gundogan is playing a little bit more. He's not 
I would say not been fantastic yet, but in terms of being a player who can take the ball deep, spread the passing play, um, hang around quite comfortably in the in the final third, although he doesn't carry the same goal threat that De Bruyne does and um, he doesn't have the same vision. Uh, he, he can sort of fulfil some of that role um, as, a, as a decent standing, which then allows... David Silva to continue to play his same game up top. He's also good at coming from deep. Um, it can allow Bernardo to sit out wide, cutting in when he wants to. Um, Mares has started a couple of games, and fair to say that although I've, I've no doubt that he's going to be a fantastic signing, um, looks a little bit at the moment like he's not quite up with the pace of the team. Some of his decision making, like sort of final ball or whether to shoot, some of his decision making hasn't been fantastic. So. I th- I think tactically at the moment we're not doing anything hugely different for missing De Bruyne. I think once whatever's going on with Sané is sorted, uh, and assuming that it does get sorted and that he's back in the team, that's I think that we'll notice more of, more of a difference then because, like I said earlier, with Mendy, it's going to mean that Sané can't really pin himself out wide as much. He's going to have a lot more responsible a lot more responsibility in more central positions. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, you're you're basically conducting this uh, interview with your answers because Sané was uh, somebody that I definitely wanted to talk about. He did miss out at the weekend, and then he withdrew from the Germany squad, which everybody got all in a tizzy about. But turns out it was just um, because his partner was uh, giving birth, and he wanted to be there for that. Understandably, uh, but what's going on with Leroy Sané at the moment on the Manchester City side of things? It, well, it seems pretty clear um, from a first of all. The, Literally every journalist, as soon as it like who, who reports on City, as soon as the squad was announced and Sané wasn't in it, every journalist instantly was tweeting it was because of his attitude. Um, and City haven't been impressed by him in training, um, and that it was a a wake up call to him or a, a kick up the backside, however you want to put it. Um, and so whether that was just intuitive or whether that had been leaked to them ahead of time uh, I don't know but it's pretty clear I think that City are quite comfortable with the message being out there that the reason Sané is not starting games and going as far as being left out of uh, the squad is because City just aren't happy with him Um, and I remember last year he didn't start any of the first three games maybe four Uh, I think it was the first three and Pep was quite clear after that he said I haven't been happy with his pre-season he didn't come back 
um, as ready as I wanted him. And it seems there's been a similar thing this season. Um, I, I would imagine that not only is this a message to Leroy Sané, but it's also a message to the rest of the squad that complacency won't be tolerated. Uh, obviously, there's a, an interesting um, sort of contradiction this season that we are terrible at defending titles. The two times we've had to do it, we've finished well, well off the pace the year after. And it's been made, you know, players have admitted since that they sort of lack the hunger and the focus the year after to go and do it again. But Guardiola's record for, descending, for defending titles is exemplary. Um, you know, he won the league every year. He was at Bayern, at a club that hadn't defended a title for over a decade. So he's wrestled with this kind of thing before. And it's obvious that he's, he's sort of laying down the law early. There's been reports this week of a new fines system that's in place. Uh, the banning of mobile phones in certain areas of um, in certain areas of the training ground, which I guess is a attempt to get in some of the players uh, off social media. Uh, Mendy probably um, chief amongst that. If Sané has fallen foul of any of that or they've not been impressed, then I think this is a very clear example to the rest of the squad. Look, this guy's hugely important to our team. He was the PFA Young Player of the Year last season. In any normal season where there wasn't a Mo Salah or Kevin De Bruyne, he could have he, he could very well have won the main award as well. Um, phenomenally gifted player. But he's not immune to being left out of the squad. And it's a message for everybody else that the same can happen to them. So I would hope that Sané heeds this warning, um, improves his attitude because he's a wonderfully gifted player and there's no better manager for him than Guardiola. But Guardiola won't take any prisoners this year, I don't think. I mean, he said it last year once we'd wrapped up the title that the players wouldn't like him as much this year because he wouldn't be as nice with them because he's he's got to hammer that focus into them um, and make sure there's no complacency. Uh, and I just have to, you know, you have to trust that Guardiola is going to going to get it right because he's a he's a very good man manager. Yeah, it'll certainly be inter- interesting to see how he does manage his squad throughout the year, especially with the addition of Riyad Mahrez, just adding another attacking piece in there. Um, but staying on Sane for a second here, you would think that after receiving that award and um, then being left out of the Germany squad, he would have come back with just kind of incredible levels of, of motivation. It seems like that would be a perfect cocktail to kind of create that environment. Uh, are are you concerned at all that it seems to have gone the other way? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a difficult one in terms of working out how concerned I should be or how worried we should be as a fan base as to what we're going to get out of him. Um, we don't know him as a person. We don't see. We, we've only got these reports to rely on and trust that they're all accurate. Um, so, given that we now know, obviously, that his um, his partner's just given birth, who knows what's been on his mind in that period? Um, you know, I, I don't know what's gone on privately or any anything that could have been on his mind during that. I'm sure, uh, as far as I'm aware, he's sort of become a father for the first time. I don't think he's got other children. So, who knows uh, how that sort of that might affect his mentality? But. Yeah, you're right. You you would expect that that would motivate somebody that you, you'd want them, especially being left out of that World Cup squad, probably proved to be a blessing in disguise for him um, because he, he didn't come away tarnished by the experience or um, as one of the 
a sort of unprecedented German flops. Um, you, would, you would think you would come away desperate to prove, actually, you were wrong to leave me out. I could have made the difference. Um, but if he's come back and he's got a bit of a, you know, he's, he's sulking instead, it's, uh, it's not a good look. It's not a good... It's not a good position for him to be in. So hopefully he doesn't sulk now and just, yeah, is motivated to now prove Pep wrong. Yeah, I guess my question kind of alluded to the fact that I expected him to come out very motivated for this season. Um, and hopefully he can turn it around, as you say. We we don't personally know him or what's going on in his head, but uh, he's a very talented player and hopefully he can find his feet uh, underneath him sooner rather than later. Um all right, next up, let's talk about the Champions League draw. Um, obviously, as Premier League champions, you end up in pot one, which tends to set you up uh, for a better group. Do you feel that was reflected? Yeah, um, I think realistically, I mean, it, it looks like a group that City should get out of. You would always expect that as, as champions. We know how good we are. We're amongst the favourites, if not um, the favourites for the tournament with a, a, a lot of bookmakers and experts. Um, so I think whatever group, realistically, we would have got, I think when you look through the pots, I think how I feel about this group is how I would have felt about almost any um, any sort of group that we could have got, any, um, you know, all, all permutations, I think probably led to the same feeling of, yeah, there's going to be, games in there that you won't take for granted for I mean I know we were already through last year but we lost at Shakhtar last season um and they were they were quite good when we played them at home um and yeah you 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 can never take games you can never take games for granted I think Guardiola has found obviously he did well in Germany he did very well in Germany in fact but um he found problems with how his side and had to sort of relearn how to uh, to play against the counter-attack. So tactically, given that obviously we play in a, uh, a very similar way to how his buying team played, because Guardiola teams do all play in a very similar way, we might find that Hoffenheim present issues that we, we don't typically come up against in the Premier League. Um, you know, they'll, they'll play very differently to an English side, I think. Um, and then... Leon, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend to know a huge amount about them. But again, it's they're from a reasonable league. We're not. We're not really going to the backwaters here, uh, or at least in in Shakhtar. You know, that's the one that presents the uh, the long journey and the one where you look at it and go, yeah, we probably could do without that in the middle of the season. But uh, and then throw into that, we know how they were last year. All along the way, these games, you know, there's going to be reasons to not be complacent about the games, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. But at the same time, we should look at that group and expect to win it. Um, and I, I can't imagine there were many there were many possible drawings of those groups that would have made me feel any different, where I would have looked at it and thought, yeah, that's easy, we should get 18 points for 18, or where I would have thought, hang on, we might be in jeopardy here. Yeah, I think... Um, if you looked at it by pot, you probably got some of the harder teams. I mean, Leon from three and Hoffenheim from four um, were just about as hard as you could get since the hardest pot three team was Liverpool, who you obviously couldn't draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Hoffenheim and Inter were really the two biggest. Um, 
apologies to Galatasaray fans. I know how crazy you guys can get on social media. Um, but International uh, Inter and, and Hoffenheim, obviously the two scarier ones for pot four. So you did, I think you got one of the tougher available draws to you. But again, for, for a club like City, you probably shouldn't have too many troubles. Um, with all of this in mind, the Champions League draw, the injury to De Bruyne, Mendy stepping up, Sané missing out. What are your current prospects on Manchester City season? You're currently in fourth. Only your fault that you drew a match instead of winning all of them, which three clubs have currently <laughs> done. Um, where do you think you stand both Premier League and Champions League? And where do you think your focus will will lie as we stand now? I think the focus is... I think the main focus for the season, if you could ask Pep now, which would you prefer to win? I think he will always tell you that the Premier League is his top priority. He said it last season. Um, he's, you can see him on that the All or Nothing documentary that was recently released. Um, you can see him say that, if I remember rightly, I think it was in a... Uh, in conversation with some of the executives, um, some of the directors, I think he says that. Um, but that by no means means that the, the Champions League isn't a priority. Obviously, that's a huge thing for City to win. Um, it's the one thing that we are that we have available to us that we've not won in the in well, we've never won the European Cup, but obviously we've we've won everything else in the um, sort of post two thousand and eight. So it, it does remain elusive. And it has to be a target because our squad is as good as anybody else's in that competition. Um, but for now, I do still think the Premier League remains a priority. Uh, it you know, remains, if you could choose which one you would have, it, it would still be the Premier League because we've also not defended a title. And I think that is it's one of the accepted signs of greatness is winning back-to-back titles. And it would be hugely prestigious to do that. Um, in terms of how well equipped we are to do that, despite what I said earlier about De, the loss of De Bruyne making us a weaker team because it would do to anybody, um, we I do still believe that we have the best squad in the Premier League. Um, I do still think that we will win it. Um, I still think that it won't be as you know, by the same distance that it was last season. I would like Liverpool to lose a game soon, just purely because of momentum. Um, I'd like to see them tested by, well, to basically to lose a game and see how that affects them. Because we we know from last season that they can be inconsistent and they were very capable of taking apart the best team in the country, as unfortunately we saw. They were just as capable of losing to two of the relegated teams in the space of a week as they did with West Brom and Swansea. Granted, West Brom's in the FA Cup, but um, you know, still was a shock result. So, But they improved massively over the summer. Um, they've looked impressive at times. They, they've ground out a result against Leicester when they weren't fantastic. Um so they are they remain the worry. And then Chelsea. I mean, I feel like people aren't really paying attention to Chelsea at the moment, but they, they look all right. So my concern isn't about City. My concern is how well equipped other teams are to put the pressure on us this season uh, in a way that nobody could last season. Uh, but I do still, uh, if, if forced to nail my colours to the mast, I will still tip us to win the league and then the Champions League. I don't know how to predict that because it's a cup competition, but uh, we, we should do well. We should do well. I'd be disappointed if we didn't make so that if this year more than I've been previously, 
and we'll see it as a missed opportunity if we don't reach the final because we've, we've got the quality there to do it. Mm-hmm. And worth noting on cup competitions that you don't have to beat the best to be the best. It's one exactly. of the most annoying fallacies in sports, and I very much wish it would go away when Tottenham group, drew our very difficult group. Um, th- that was everywhere. It was like, no, that's not how it works. Look <laughs> at England at the World Cup. They were fortunate to have lost to uh, Belgium in the group and then get an easier run to uh, the semifinals. Whether exactly. or not they could have won going the other way, we'll never know. But it's easier to have an easy run. I really don't know why people say that. Uh, but I'll stop making it about me and turn it back to you because uh, this is where we're going to end today. So if you'd like to tell the folks where they could find you or anything you're working on, now would be a good time. Uh, yeah, so I am on Twitter at Richard the Burns. Uh, and I am on the Blue Moon podcast, a dedicated Manchester City podcast released every Friday. Um, they are on Twitter at Blue Moon Podcast. And I write two blogs a month for them, uh, which you can access uh, if you are kind enough to donate $2 a month to us via patreon.com. Uh, all that information is held on our Twitter account. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Best of luck to you throughout the season, except the two to potentially three or four times that you play Tottenham this year. Uh, And uh, we hope you have a great one. Cheers, Kev. Thank you very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.